had this like bad feeling just because of what I was going through. Like I knew that person I was with was not going to like it, you know? So I was like, Oh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. Um, and I don't know what pushed me to go, but I did. I ended up going and right away I fell in love with punching the bag. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this makes me feel good, right? So well, I'm thinking what you can do is say to your opponent, well, oh yeah, well, I'm going to bring you and put you in the corner and take the, take the stool from your corner and I'm going <laughs> to cut your hair off. And then I'm going to knock you out. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 27 of the Good People, Bad Intentions podcast. And today, as our guest, I have Rachel Sperling. Now, Rachel has a very successful account on Instagram with the handle Kickboxing Rach. And on this account, you see a lot of interesting things from uh, some food that she cooks. You see her a little bit into her training journey into boxing. Uh, motivation as far as some of the things that she has gone through that I wish to talk to in greater detail uh, in this podcast. She seems to always be in a good mood and happy, so positive, good vibe, something that I think we all need. And I'd love to, you know, get a little bit of a take of her story. Of course, uh, last month uh, she had her first amateur boxing uh, match. She went against Helen Chen. And this was at the West Coast Wonder Woman uh, boxing card, all-female boxing card um, that we had previously talked with Ellen Connor about. And to me, this bout was something that really stood out. I'd love to get her thoughts on the match uh, and, and also looking into what she plans for in the future. So without further ado, guys, here's Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Welcome to the podcast. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Hey, I, I've seen you uh, for a while on, on Instagram uh, because, uh, as you probably know, I had Alan Connor on yeah. not too long ago. Uh, we spoke about the West Coast Wonder Woman, and you, in my opinion, were the star oh, really? uh, oh, at that event. Oh, uh, of course, there was like world com com uh, competitors that were competing there, and I think they deserve some credit. Yeah. But what I'm really interested in all the time, and I'm sure everybody listening is, it's always about the story that makes things a little more interesting. Adds a little yeah. more spice to it. Yeah, that's true. And and uh so on on Instagram you have quite the following. Uh and what I one thing I really love and I feel like in a way as as people we kind of connect them and maybe this kind of way, you're not afraid to put yourself out there and have a good time. You mm -hmm. know, you're, you got videos, you're dancing, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're yeah. smiling. Yeah. You got these wonderful outfits. I always love those hats that you're oh, wearing. <laughs> you got a fashion sense. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, you're a hairdresser, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a hairdresser and I also have like a little side hustle. I make little gnomes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And do you, do you place the gnomes in people's the ba people's backyards to try to scare them or yeah. like you know? Um, they're actually like little stuffed gnomes. Gnome. Um, I don't know if you saw on Ellen's West Coast Wonder Woman stories, but the prizes she was giving out. Um, yes. There's like those gnomes. Yeah, those are the I made those ones. So yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I just I make like little stuffed gnomes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you and and I'm just noticing like in the background you got like a ladder. Is that like a handmade like uh, ladder? Um, I got it from Marshalls. Uh, but, but yeah, oh, I use okay, it for my Marshalls. Skirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. so it kind of looks like like two Gandalf staffs. <laughs> yeah, you know, it looks. I was like, are you like a, a wizard or you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna say I wasn't gonna say the other one because some people take offense to that. Oh, but, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, hey, uh, you know, the kind of, kind of one question I have, um, I, I noticed I was, I was looking, I always, before I have, um, somebody on the podcast, I always try to catch up with, you know, their social media, everything that's going out. Um, and one thing that, that I saw a video you posted, you went for a run when, uh, when one of your clients was a no show. Oh yeah. And. I've been a no show before and I think everybody listening has been a no show and I'm just curious can you kind of put to words 
your feelings when you have a client that's a no-show? Like, is it an upsetting experience or do you, like you did in that video, do you always try to find something to do? Um, it depends. So usually I'm happy about it <laughs> because okay. I'm like, oh yeah, free time. Because like, usually when I'm working, like I only work Monday to Wednesday. So I want to hustle mm -hmm. all day long and just usually mm -hmm. not really a lot of breaks in between there. I just work, work, work. Um, so when it, when it is like that, it's like, oh, woohoo, I get like, you know, unexpected free time. I can go do something. Right. But, um, like sometimes it's like, if I have two big colors let's say in a row that's a big chunk of money out of my paycheck so that kind of sucks but if it's like something small here and there that's that's fun but yeah yeah i know that was a fun time i was like oh yeah i gotta get some runs and let's do that <laughs> yeah 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 that's my I, main I was watching that boxing so yeah <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I didn't catch what you said. Oh, my main after focus that. is boxing. So, like, wherever okay. I can, like, if I'm not working, I'm doing training or something, something that will like help me with my boxing. And I, I love that because, um, you know, if if I'm not mistaken, um, one one beautiful thing about working in the salon or with hair, with a, a couple of of um trades in in that industry you do have that flexibility where you can kind of choose your schedule because you said you work monday to wednesdays is that something that you've been able to choose and, and make work for your your gym um yeah so i my boss is really awesome like she okay. she knows i love boxing and she's like a friend too not really like a boss more of a friend so it's really awesome that she's super understanding of it and she knows it's my passion and she knows like she knows the things I've been through so she's really flexible which I super <laughs> appreciate like I consider myself very privileged to have the job I have right now and it's so close okay. to home has the hours I need and I, I just always said to myself like I need a job that revolves around what makes me a better person which to me boxing makes me a better person and mm. if i can't get that in a job i'm gonna go find another job <laughs> like that that yes. will accommodate it right yes because i feel like if if you make yourself happier you're going to be better in your work you're going to be better i don't know as a parent as a person as whatever you know so i always think put your passion first and then everything else will follow I wanted to ask this lastly before we actually get into the meat of things. Um, when, when it comes to, again, haircuts, barber, barbers, um, you know, in that kind of industry. Um, and maybe you agree with this, maybe you don't, but they're kind of, they're kind, hairdressers are kind of like therapists for a oh, lot of people, yes. <laughs> right? You know, people bring all their problems mm -hmm. and I don't know if there's any kind of like part of the, the, the course that you would take or the training that you would take where dealing with people and their problems is a part of it. Um, but can you kind yeah. of explain like, um, you know, run, run of the day, like, are you, are you having to, to hear things that, you know, might frighten you or, you know, you're, oh, you're, you're, you're taking home, you're thinking about. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's pretty crazy. Like sometimes I have people in my chair for like three hours. Right. So mm -hmm. you hear so much stuff, like everything and anything like it's, it's awesome. And I've met some amazing people. Like I have some best friends that I met because I did their hair. So it's really cool, but you do get, uh, like, Oh, so for me that I think the hardest part is because of where I came from and mm -hmm. what I've been through, I can tell if, a woman especially is going through something and especially with some something similar to what I went through. And I, I just know the signs and I'm like, Oh, I want to help this person. I got to help this person. What can I say to help them? What can I do? You know? So that's what I find is like, you also have to ride that fine line of not getting too much in their business too. Cause you don't know mm -hmm. if they want that or not. Right. Yeah. So you got to kind of have to feel it out, but I personally love it. It, it can be, mentally draining for sure um but because i only do it for three days like that's why too i only do it for like three days a week because doing it full time i'm just exhausted mentally just exhausted because of all the talking and stuff and um and fortunately i love to talk but <laughs> but it does get a lot when it's like yes. all the time but yeah I, like i mean i i do love it like i love talking to people and i feel like that's a little bit that i can help people with too like i'm 
there's this book that I've been reading. It's actually okay. happy, but it's called The Secret to Love, Health, and Money. And I think I've gotten three people now that have sat in my chair to buy this book. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, it helped me so much. Like, you got to get it. And I'm like, just, it makes me feel better that I can kind of try to give, you know, my personal opinion on things or advice because of things I've been through. And if that can help someone, then that makes me super happy. Yeah. So really at the end of the day, I leave work feeling happy and like I've made friends and our team is awesome and I've met some cool people or maybe I've just put something in someone's head that will help them, you know, with their life too. Yeah. And and you mentioned kind of uh, where we where I'd like the conversation to go to next because um, in your bio, and it's one of the things that stood out to me the most, uh, a very strong as well as, uh, in my opinion, beautiful message that's there. You say that you're a survivor of abuse mm -hmm. and that you use the, the slogan, hard past, positive future, yeah. and be the sunshine. Yeah. Now, I know, I know that you couldn't have probably thought that way at the beginning. And I'd like to ask you, first of all, what exactly happened that, that kind of shaped you and made you get into boxing later on? Uh, so I was, I got married very young. Um, well, actually I got pregnant very young first. <laughs> um, and I was, I was still in high school when I met this person and they were quite a bit older than me. They were like 25, 26 years old. I can't remember exactly. Um, so very young, very vulnerable, uh, didn't know life at all. Didn't know what I was doing. Um, and yeah, I got pregnant and then I was like, I was that person that's like, oh, I want to have a family, you know, let's uh, get married and like all that stuff. So, so married this person and it just was terrible. It was just very bad. It was abuse, like it, very much like he was a narcissist for sure, 100%. And the mm -hmm. abuse was just, it was almost every day, uh, physical, emotional, mental, like everything, everything you could think of. Um, just for eight eight-ish years I was with this person and I was just a shell of a human you know I was nothing like I just I had I just felt like I was nothing I was just pr providing for my son pretty much just making sure he was okay and just living this life I think of it as living in hell because that's to me what it was and it was um you know this person was on and off like he would he would serial cheat too. So he'd be gone every two months and come back. And, and, and I kept taking this person back so many times. And, um, cause I was under complete control. Even when we weren't together, I was still under his control. You know, it was like, it was pretty, pretty intense, um, and scary. And yeah, it was just a lot of, a lot of calls to the police, which I never made. It was always other people that made them and um, ambulance coming and hospital visit and just, just really bad stuff. Um, yeah. So it's just pretty much went through everything and anything you can think of for eight years. And then when I, I, I saw this post online about, um, it was actually for kickboxing, but just for fitness. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know what drew me to it, but I just, I just felt like, Hey, I'm going to sign up for this. Like, I don't know why, like I, I, cause I wasn't really allowed to do anything either. So I was kind of scared to do it too. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And then I remember getting the phone call um, and them saying, okay, do you want to come in at this time to, you know, try it out? Right. And I was like, humming and hawing over it like I had this I had this like bad feeling just because of what I was going through like I knew that person I was with was not gonna like it you know so I was like oh I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go um and I don't know what pushed me to go but I did I ended up going and right away I fell in love with punching the bag <laughs> so I was like oh this is awesome <laughs> like <laughs> this makes me feel good right so um yeah that happened and then three weeks later I don't know like it completely turned my life around like it gave me confidence I think the endorphins too of the workout because it was an intense 45 minute workout like it was not easy it was like pretty intense like burning about 600 calories in 45 minutes you know like it was crazy wow. so it's it it just like 
changed me mentally, like almost right away. And I, I got the courage to leave. And when I left, it was very scary thing. And I knew that when I left, it was going to be really bad for like a year. I knew this person was going to try to make my life even more of a living hell um, if I left. And that is what happened. And it took a lot of help, a lot of help from like family services, a lot of help. I almost had to go live in a shelter. Luckily, I had some friends that helped me out at the time because I didn't have any. I had to leave everything. I had to leave everything and just go. And um, it was a pretty scary, uh, like when I did finally decide to leave. Uh, it was about three weeks after I started the boxing thing. And um, he, it was a really bad night uh, where he just, you know, had he just had a big freak out and it was really bad. And the next day, you know, he took my vehicle, he took my wallet, he took all my things because he knew that I was going to leave. And I ended up figuring out how to go. And it was just a year until I got protection orders and I had to get about four protection orders. And, and then I had to get, um, you know, now I have a conduct order, which is even better because that lasts forever. So I don't have to worry anymore. Right. So, um, it's good for me and my son, but yeah, it was just, it was, it's a long story. A lot of stuff happened, but just something drew me to boxing and it really gave me the courage to leave him. And I know if I did not do that, I would still be with that person today. And it's really scary to think about. Um, but at the same time, it's a, good thing I think to tell people because you got to try especially when you're in that position you just got to take a leap of faith and just do it and just see what happens you know your life can change like completely change so quickly too right yeah I want to thank you so much for for opening up and and sharing with everybody about probably again probably one of the most difficult times that you've that you probably went through um, and I first want to navigate what, what we just spoke of by talking about your friends, because mm -hmm. it seems like friends in this whole story that you just talked about and everything you've gone through, um, they seem to be, seem to have been there for you. Um, can you talk a little bit about the importance that these friends also yeah, had? With so, and, um, Pretty much like I, I, I when, <laughs> when I came out here to like to BC, moved out here, I started doing cleaning. Um, mm -hmm. So I started cleaning for for people and um, I became friends with them, too, because I clean their houses and I talk a lot. So <laughs> I would just become friends with them, you know, and and this one person was like, oh, hey, if you need to, because I was talking about how I am. I, I think I, I first stayed with a family member um mm -hmm. and i couldn't stay there for very long very small apartment me and my son couldn't fit in there so i was like talking to this person that i cleaned their house and he's like hey if you need a place to stay you can just clean here and live for free and i was like holy crap like this is a great deal. <laughs> like this is awesome so he really helped me out and uh, for me and my son get and it was a nice house too in a nice area i was like i felt very lucky to to have that because i was this close to going into a shelter you know with my son mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. yeah so it was just it was either that or a shelter and until i got on my feet right because i like i said i had to leave everything i had nothing i had no furniture i had you know no i wasn't making a lot of money i you know so it was and with a kid and no child support you know it was just like i how do i do this how do, and that's what i think is so hard for abuse victims especially with children they become codependent on the person they're with. And it's like, how do you afford to leave? What do you do? Do you go homeless, you know, or do you, do you like, you know, you figure you, you always end up figuring, I always say you always end up figuring it out. You'll always figure it out, but it is a very scary thought. And that's why a lot of people stay for so long too. Um, but yeah, just, I, just for me, it was reaching out to people, telling people what I was going through. Cause I used to hide it right mm -hmm. um so tell your friends like talk about it tell family members uh reach out to like there's so many resources out there too that i didn't even know about and i think i would have left too a long time ago if i knew about all these resources that helped single moms and stuff you know especially out here in bc there seems to be quite a lot so yeah but the friends like they like letting you know me stay with them and stuff like just so thankful for that because like how would i have done it right so 
yeah, very thankful for them. And I'm just curious, are you, so you're not originally from British Columbia? No, I'm from Ontario, actually. Like, uh, very okay. Ontario, where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. And and how long have you been uh, in, in British Columbia? Um, I've been out here for almost five years. Okay, okay. So, yeah, when I, so like I said, with um, the person I was married to, uh, mm-hmm. he would leave every few months. Mm-hmm. So in one of the months that he left, I moved to BC um, with my son and he ended up, you know, following me out here and we ended up living together again. Um, Yeah. Which, yeah, it was only a couple of months and then I saw the boxing thing and yeah. So it was pretty, it's a pretty um, wild story. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It kind of, I want to be honest, it sounds movie-esque in some ways, especially like the, the level of kind of following and, you know, the, the fact that you had to go through quite a process to, and, and I'm really glad at the beginning when you said uh, that things are, seem to be uh, well addressed now. Oh, it, yeah. Am I, yeah. am I right in saying yeah, that, that there isn't? Everything's figured out. Uh, yeah. So uh, it took a long time, <laughs> but everything yes. is dealt with now and me and my son are completely protected and it, it yeah, it's really it's good <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's and, honestly and... what i think most abused women dream of getting yes um and it's hard to get but i feel very lucky again to you know have the support i had to help me get this for us you spoke about um codependency and the fact that for a long while you were kind of locked in with this particular person mm-hmm. you know you were thinking about your son and uh, I was I was thinking to myself because somebody told me a long time ago, uh, maybe as a mom you agree that once you have a kid, it's not about you anymore. It's about them. And yeah. you know you hear all the time about a mom that sacrifices her. I mean, God forbid, but sacrifices herself for her children or mm-hmm. or does these like selfless acts. Yeah. And did you feel? Like how how did, how were you able to convince yourself that you also you know deserve to have a you know a life because I'm sure I'm not not going to speculate on everything but I'm sure like part of being a a victim here is it's this person's altering your thinking and making you feel like you don't deserve to have your own life and and mm-hmm. be exempt of these things. Yeah, I think really I think the boxing is what changed my mind with that like I I saw how powerful it made me mentally like oh I am worth something this person isn't right like I'm not worthless I'm not you know just dirt (laughs) you know like Mm I I the I people like me at boxing you know I'm making friends and I feel good when I do this and it just slowly starts shifting how you feel and then you realize too that I'm a happier mom when I'm doing this also you know so it's like almost yes you put your kids first but you also when you put yourself first you're better for your children too so learning that is does take a long time I think too because you want to be selfless for your kid but you almost have to be selfish to be better for your kid you know so it's like it takes a bit to learn that but and also too like for a long time I was like oh it's better to stay with this person for my son I think a lot of people think that like keep the family together and it's better, but no, if they're seeing abuse, they're seeing that is not good for them. And that took me a long time too to figure out. And, um, you know, again, a lot of people don't figure that out and that's what scares me. And that's why I want to like say everything that's happened because I want people to know, like, no, you can change your life. That's not okay. It's not okay. That, people make you feel like that and your kids witness that stuff it's not okay because to me too you could be training your kids to treat other people like that if they see that you know you don't want you want to break the cycle and get them to be good people and you need to leave for that to happen i think i'm glad that you you talked about breaking the cycle and then also talking about how yeah, being selfless, like it sounds like it's something good in theory, but when they're seeing you not stand up for yourself, it's setting that precedent where, you know, 
they're not going to stand up for themselves maybe yeah. in the future if they if they follow the same kind of path. Yeah. So I'm really glad that you you made that connection because I think it's really important. And I think, it, God forbid, if there's anybody that's listening, I mean, if anybody's in a similar situation, it's not yeah. it's not good that they are, but I'm hoping that they're hearing your words and that they're able to take some action to yeah. try and improve their whole situation. Yeah. Which yeah. which leads me to talking about boxing. Now, <laughs> your name's Kickboxing Rach yes. on, uh, <laughs> on Instagram. I yeah. noticed that, and, and you talked about starting a fitness class. I've seen an earlier post. Uh, more of an emphasis on kickboxing. Uh, can you talk about kind of the transition from kickboxing into boxing? Um, I even yeah. saw Joanna Young Jacek uh, uh, commented on one of your posts. Uh, I'd love that to hear just, also that. Yeah, I almost fainted when that happened. My friend actually <laughs> told me. He's like, "Do you know she commented or anything?" I'm like, "What?" I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, so pretty much, I didn't live in Souk. I only moved up here like two years ago, um, and I stopped bo- uh, kickboxing for fitness um, mm-hmm. for like a year or so. So I like when I started kickboxing, I got really fit and I lost a lot of weight and then I stopped. <laughs> I got distracted with something and I uh, wish I didn't, but I did. And uh, mm-hmm. I stopped for a year, gained all my weight back, looked the same as I was before. Didn't feel good again. You know, just, I, yeah, it just, yeah, didn't feel good. And then I saw the soup boxing thing. And I was like humming and hawing over it for a long time because I knew like how hard that first kickboxing class was for me. Like it is killer. Like you feel it. You usually feel workouts the next day. You feel this like an hour after you work out. Yes. So I, yes. I knew it was going to be really hard when I got back there and I knew I'd have to start at the bottom again. And that's a scary thing too. Like when you have lost your, you know, you're out of shape again and then you have to go back in and you know you're gonna be crap and then it's also like you don't know who's there if when you're not used to the gym you don't know if it's like a I don't know I like to call it juice monkey gym or something you know like that's intimidating (laughs) really right like So if you I own a like, juice monkey gym, there is a purpose, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah no, that's yeah, true, yeah. yeah. So I was, like, just nervous because I was just kind of self-conscious again and stuff and just didn't feel like myself again, you know? Um, and then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I just walked. Actually, I was going to a restaurant beside it. <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to pop in here instead of going to the restaurant. <laughs> so um, I went in there, and I got Ellen's number. And I called Ellen and I was like, hey, I kickboxed before just for fitness. I want to, you know, try this out. And she's like, yeah, come to the next class. Went into the next class. And I think it was a few classes after. And it was hard. It was really hard. But I was happy again, you know, right away, happy again. Um, And I think it was a few classes after. And she's like, so do you know what we're all about and stuff? And I'm like, nope, I have no clue. Like, I don't. And then she told me about West Coast Wonder Woman. Immediately, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that is awesome. Like, could I fight? could I do that? You know, like, so she put that bug in my ear. Um, and I'm just, after what just happened to, like, I am just so happy that life led me to go into that place, you know, like it just, again, life changing. Right. So I always think things happen for a reason too. Yeah. And having, having Ellen on and, and talking to her and I've talked to her a little bit off camera as well. She is a very rare individual. And I know people say rare individual all the time. It's like kind of, it's, but really she has this love and support for people that I don't think many people have. It's, it's like a motherly love, I guess the the best way to explain it. Uh, When I was talking to her again in, in, in the interview and outside of the interview, she was caring about me in a way that my family members or, you know, like she doesn't even know me and she has a passion for boxing and more so about sharing her story and trying to empower women and give opportunities. Yeah. And, uh, that's amazing that you were able to make that connection because I'm sure, um, you know, you've benefited from, from that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, very inspiring like just that she started at 40 you know like because i'm like i'm i'm 30 
And I'm like, am I, you, do, you, do you do have that thing in the back? I don't feel like I'm 30, but <laughs> you have that thing in the back of your head. You're like, am I too old for this? You know? But then I'm like, no, Ellen did it. Ellen did that for you. Like I can do it. Like, you know, so that alone is just so helpful. I remember too, like she really helped me through something. Like I was coming into boxing one day and I saw her and I was just kind of not myself. Like I was going through something and I told her something and she's like, pretty much telling me like you can do this like I I did it you can do it like you know and I was like oh man she's right like why am I doubting myself you know like just having that little talk from her like boosted me up so much and like I don't think she realized too like how much that little conversation like helped me also Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so yeah and I always like to think of her as like she's got such tough love too like she's very like Mm -hmm. I which Mm -hmm. is awesome for because a lot of people need that. Like I need that. I feel like that makes me do better too. And she's very like, no, you can do it. Like I did it. You can do it. You know, like that's, I, I love it. Like, and that helped me out so much. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Ellen and again, how much she, she's helped you. And we were talking about that. And like I, I was, I was wondering from a from a fighter's perspective because I saw this in the the documentary, the trailer for the documentary, and the in the for the the all uh, sorry, uh, the all female fight card. Uh, yeah. What's the the official title again? Do you remember? Um, like the West Coast Wonder Woman, like all female. Uh, Is that the documentary that's about the oh, West the Coast? Uh, uh, yeah, the all title... female card. I think that's what it is. Yes, right? all, all female, female card. card. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure I got it right. I'll have, yeah. of course, uh, all the information relating to that because we've covered that in the previous one. Uh, but I remember watching um, some of the early uh, videos that were out. I think it was the first time that they went to see the card, uh, and I and I talked to this to Ellen um, when I when I interviewed her. But I wanted to ask from your opinion because when she was looking at her fighters in the corner. She was, you could, you could get the sense that there was an authenticity that she actually believed what she was saying. I don't know how many times in your life, but certainly in my time, I've had people look at me in the face and say something. And I just know that they don't actually mean it. They don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get that kind of same sense with having her as your coach and and her in having you in the corner when she, when she does say that you can do stuff that, that she believes it? Yes. Yeah. And actually she wasn't in my corner for my fight, but I saw her right before my fight and she's like, you worked really hard for this. Like, you know, and I was like, it, it made me feel all warm and happy. (laughs) It's like, cause it Uh means a lot coming from her because she, she started all this, you know, and it makes me feel like, Oh, she believes in me. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it feels good. (laughs) So you had your first fight and I gotta be honest. When I saw your opponent, Helen Chen, and the pad work, I, I was like, wow. I was like, I wow, this is a first opponent. And yeah. I know, look, listen, I know you're, you're, you're a very positive person and everything like that. But can, I, can, we, can we get a little bit of insight about what you're thinking about? Because she, she is like a skilled yeah. fighter for somebody who doesn't yeah, have any I- fights. What were you thinking? Were you watching? Were you watching uh, her her posts on Instagram? What were you oh, thinking? Yeah. What was going through For your head? Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely. As soon as I knew her name, I was like, I gotta look at her up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh! Like her, like I don't. know, They must have like a professional like video person in there in yes, their gym or yes. something because their videos are awesome, like amazing. And I'm in my driveway doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Like, and everyone kept coming up to me and being like, "She looks tough, Rachel. She looks really tough." And like, yes, I I was terrified. I was terrified. Um, and but I, you know, what? I'm doing this thing now, and I, <laughs> um, and I tell myself, oh, sorry, come here, Taco, come on up. <laughs> um. So yeah, I was just telling myself, like when I, we went to Vancouver for sparring, I I think Mm -hmm. you probably saw that. Yes, Uh, I did. did Spar with some all girls. And Mm -hmm. I went against another girl who I was terrified of. Everybody kept saying, oh, she's really amazing, Rachel. She's really good. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what am I getting into, right? And I was very scared. I think she's had more than 10 fights, this girl. Very, 
yeah, I just, I went in <laughs> and um, it was like the shark tank thing that I had to do with three other girls too. So it was like going one person to the next person, sparring with them. And that was amazing. I'm so happy Ellen put that together too, because that really prepared me for our fight because we're, we were in our comfort zone at soup boxing sparring there with our teammates. Mm -hmm. So we're mm -hmm. like really used to them um so we got i got in my comfort zone going to vancouver to um quinnett quinnett boxing okay it was like we got out of our comfort zone and we're in this new place now spurring against new people and it's like oh man this is real this felt real and i did okay with the girl i had to go against there that's had 10 fights so i remember when i went in there doing that I kept telling myself, just have fun. This is just sparring. Let's just have fun. Don't worry about it. I know I'm scared, but I'm just going to go in there and have fun. So that's what I did. And then I thought I felt the same way when I was just about to go against Helen. And I just kept telling myself, I am full of energy. I, I'm going to have fun. I am going to have fun and I'm going to win. Like I just kept telling myself that. And the whole time it just relaxes me. When I say I'm having fun, I don't take it super seriously then like it is serious but i go in to have fun because i love doing it um and it makes me feel good so i'm like i'm just gonna go have fun and that's what i did and i felt way more relaxed going into it um doing that so i think that's my secret is the quinnett gym uh where coach tyreek and also night I, I i'm sorry if i mispronounced your name nayusha is that the gym that they both train at uh Nayusha is a national champ for the uh, the Canadian uh, team. I'm not sure, to be I'm honest with thinking... you. I I just I didn't really look it up either before. I think I okay. was also like scared to look anything up <laughs> before I went because I didn't want to psych myself out. <laughs> so yes. I didn't really look anything up. I just kind of got in the car and was like, "Oh, we're going on a trip." <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to see. I'm just really quickly gonna see if the girl the right that gym. I was a little scared of sparring with was her name's Cat. Okay. Yeah, and I think she's pretty known. I think she's a pretty known boxer too. So, so when you were when so you were you were mentioning how you were able to have fun there under those types of circumstances, and we talked earlier about. Um, how you dance on social media and things like that. Like I do, I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dance battle sometime, you know, Yeah. friendly bet, friendly bet, yeah. friendly wager. <laughs> awesome. uh, no, I think, I think you win. I, I tell you, you got the MJ moves. You got the oh, MJ yeah. moves. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but you, <sighs> I could see you channeling in that fight live. I mm -hmm. could see you channeling that happy dancing energy. I mean, yeah. there's a clip that you posted where yeah. they were they, they wanted you to go to the neutral corner and you're kind of <laughs> and the way you're walking oh. was like you're having so much fun like oh, I, I guess I got to go there, you yeah. know. And I was literally having the time of my life. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. like I, the best way to describe it is like little red riding hood like, "Well, I got to go." You know, you're having, you're yeah. having a time and, and you were, if I'm not mistaken, you, you, did you dance? Uh, I think you even yeah. danced or, or just were light on the feet, like in, yeah, starting no, rounds. I get myself pumped up. I'm like, I got dance. I got to go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. was that, was that something in the moment that was hard to channel or did you feel like. You, you've been preparing for this for so long and you felt in that moment that you were going to be yourself? Yeah, like I, I think I did. I did work really hard. I, I showed up like, you know, I was showing up every, every class. I was doing the work. I, I made sure it because I knew whoever I was going to fight was going to want to kick my butt. So I had to be ready for that. And I just want to do everything I could possible to do it. It was a very serious thing for me. Yes. Took it super seriously. And um yeah i just i i just i tell myself that's just how i relax i think i was really tense before i actually saw a clip of jackie chan doing some karate stuff and he saw a let it was in a mail room 
and he saw a letter uh-huh. that said just be happy and so after i saw that my friend actually sent that to me and then after he was doing really good and i was like i'm gonna do that <laughs> so that's when yes. i started like doing that and i'm like i'm just gonna be happy and literally all throughout my fight or sparring or anything that's what i repeat to myself is the front of my head all the time is i'm just gonna have fun let's have fun i'm happy let's have fun and it's really helped me like a lot and and i can i am having fun but i also feel like i'm letting out all my skills in that moment you know like i'm i'm not holding i'm not gonna hold back i'm gonna let it all out and just show what i've been working on too you know but i am gonna have fun while i do it (laughs) yeah and and am i i don't want to go too back into what we were talking earlier but am i reading the right situation were you before you had met this person and and everything that we talked about were you this type of person before when you were younger and maybe you had been suppressed for so long and finally you're breaking back into like what do your family think what do your friends think are they seeing a rachel that they hadn't seen for a long time yeah uh my mom actually she made comments a lot like when i was with this person she's like you're not you anymore you're not you (laughs) because you before this person I could do anything and everything. That was my mindset is nothing will hold me back. I could do everything I want in life. I have any dream I have, I'm going to do it, you know? Um, And I met this person and I, again, was just a shell of a human. I did Uh not have that thinking at all, at all. I just remember sitting on my bed crying after something happened. And I was like, this is my life. Like, what is this? Like, this is this is just how I live now, you know, like miserable, unhappy, crying, uh, doing nothing with my life, you know, just stuck under someone, you know, and I'm a very like free person. Normally, like before that person, I was, I would get up at 6am, I would bike every morning just to see the sunset, you know, like it, that's what made me happy. I was always pretty active. Mm-hmm. I liked, I wasn't a part of any teams or anything, but I always liked to keep active. Um, so definitely when I found boxing again, I started becoming myself again. And it, but the thing is, I was so young too, right? That you don't even realize it happening mm-hmm. and you don't realize who you are at that age completely. So it was like, now looking back, I can see that, but in that time it happens gradually. So you don't notice that you're not that person anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. until again someone says it but my mom said that to me she said you know you're not who you were it's sad this is not who you are I know you're strong I know you're this type of person and what happened you know where are you you know and and then she would warn me you know if I ever was starting to fall back into that too um and and it would really kind of like oh Rachel what are you doing like don't fall back into that situation again no because it is especially with relationships like for me that's been hard because I've always fallen back into kind of the same type of people Mm -hmm. uh so it you know I'd like to think I've stepped it up a bit but I'm not (laughs) you know with my relationships it's that every person that I've been with has been a little bit better, but still not great. You know? So now I'm just by myself and I'm happy. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's cool to, to, I don't know, find yourself again. Yeah. And a lot of people, they, I'm glad you talked about the relationship aspect. Cause I think if somebody doesn't have somebody, then they're looking for somebody or vice versa. And it seems mm-hmm. to be the way life life is for most people yeah um when like i I, i've looked into this myself i'm sure other people have people say all the time you gotta love yourself before you can love anybody else yeah and it's very often and i i and i'm trying to understand the complexity of it but when you're with somebody that really tears you apart and Mm -hmm. makes you feel worthless can you talk a little bit about that process of, as you said, building up and being content with yourself? Because I'm sure at the beginning you weren't liking who you were when in fact yeah. you might've had all of the qualities that you still have today, but mm-hmm. you're just, just realizing the kind of person you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's just as slowly 
as it happens of you losing yourself, it's also a slow process at the beginning of finding yourself again. So it happens like little by little, right? Um, so like taking that step, doing boxing, um, you know, first you're like, oh, I feel good. You go, you walk out, oh, I feel good, you know? And then you're like, I'm going to do it again. And then you're like, oh, I feel good. Like after a week, after two weeks, so you're like, it's like, holy, I'm on top of the world. Like what's going on, <laughs> right? So, and then you kind of just like see that happen again. Whereas, um, I don't know, like it's, it's slow, but it's also fast. Like, mm-hmm. like me, not even five months ago, I was in a dark place again, you know, and it was mm-hmm. not good. I wasn't fit again, you know, like I went back into this bad pattern um, until I started mm-hmm. at soup boxing again, mm-hmm. you know, was just going through a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. it that was five months ago. And now I feel better than I ever have in my life you know, like happier, healthier, like the fittest I've been and the most confidence that confident I've been. And it's just like, that was all not even five months, you know, so you can turn your life around so quickly. But I think for the first month, it feels really slow. (laughs) You're like, when am I going to feel better? This is not working fast. (laughs) Yeah. But really, if you if you're consistent, I think consistency is the key. You just got to keep at it for your mental health and for your physical health too. Um, whatever one, if you want to do both or one or the other, you know, um, just be consistent and results will happen. How does it feel discovering a passion such as boxing that you clearly have and the trend, Not well, I won't say the trend, but the direction that boxing is going mm-hmm. as well as mixed martial arts is more inclusivity for female athletes. Yeah. How does it um, feel having this wave behind you where you have, you know, Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. You yeah. have, you know, the Ronda Rousey's, the Amanda <laughs> Nunes is the, the Joanna Young Jacek's, the yeah. Valentina Shevchenko's. How does it feel knowing that you're, you're not alone and that you're, you're, there's this big wave of, of, of female fighters that, quite frankly, are more entertaining than the guys a lot of the time. I was going to say that. Like, I find it. I can't wait for female fights to come on. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Joanna and uh, Wei Li. Yeah, that's going to be like, awesome. I am so excited for that, you know? It is just, it is awesome. It is awesome. And it's a different feel. Like, I went to a boxing match last night, and it was mostly men, right? And it's a different feel. Whereas West Coast Wonder Woman it was com- like completely different. Like the, the mm-hmm. there's way more love, first of all, with the woman, I think. <laughs> it's not just, we want to hurt each other. You know? yes. like we, we actually really respect, and I'm, men do too, but it's a different feel for sure. You know, having the all woman fights compared to like some women mixed in with men fights, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah, so it's, it's really cool to be part of it. Like I, I wish... I started when I was younger, which I'm sure a lot of people say, but Mm -hmm. I feel very lucky and privileged that I am doing this right now, you know? And it's like, can I take this somewhere I want? I want to take it somewhere. And I think I can. Um, I'm going to stop you because (laughs) I know you can. And (laughs) that's kind of what I wanted to say because, you know, like I said, I'm looking at these, I'm looking at the pad work of your opponent and I'm like, gee, I, I love, I love this, you know, the energy you have. I don't want to see it, you know, just, oh, I lost guys, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I didn't want that to happen. And and thank God it didn't. But yeah. I watched that fight and I saw somebody that's, that's in it. That's in it. Yeah. That like. Yeah. You had a you had an impressive performance, of course, and of course this is your first fight. So I mean, like, yeah. uh, you know, many many. I I don't I haven't even had my own first fight yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I will say, from everything that I've gathered in boxing, uh, you're not too old to be boxing. Yeah. No. Um, and, and I always yeah. say, go by how you feel. I do not feel like I'm 30 at all. Like I I don't know if it's because I have ADHD or what, but. <laughs> I'm like, I got so much energy. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been learning, I've been learning this, uh, you know, it's talked about a lot in MMA, but where, you know, a lot of MMA fighters still have backgrounds in collegiate sports, etc. 
um, that will, would have put a lot of wear on their careers. And when they make that transition to MMA, they, you know, maybe in their 30s, 32, 33, they're getting to the end of their um, yeah. their career. But you had mentioned that while you were staying active um, early on, you never played that many team sports. So my understanding is that you probably don't have a lot of the wear that somebody yeah. that has been competing earlier in different sports has. So and following that logic, I mean, you, you have 10, 15, 20 yeah. years ahead yeah. of you. Yeah. No, so, I like that. I never thought yeah. of that before, actually. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I have, I have nowhere. No, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah and, I'm, and, ready. And I, I'm ready. Yeah. We have plans and stuff coming up for, for more fights. And I'm like, when I just want to make it to 11 and then see what happens after that. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. this September, I'm looking at possibly going back to school for the third oh, time of post secondary, right? Yeah. There's people. I'm 24 years old. There's people that already okay. have their master's degrees. You know, they're they're working on their doctorate. Uh, yeah. It's crazy to even think that they're starting a doctorate. Uh, they got their house. They got their con. I'm talking to you, yeah. Jacob Kenny. You got your condo yeah. now. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous. You're listening, Jacob. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> But yeah. what I learned, what I learned is that, you know, when you get out of high school, um, you think to yourself, well, I got to do this. I got to follow the crowd. What's the crowd doing yeah. now? You know, oh, university. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do that. Oh, college. I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm just going to work. I'm going to do that. Yeah. At a certain point I realized, and maybe it was after, after failing two attempts, uh, <laughs> maybe that helped. We make There's our own failure with success, though. <laughs> True, but what what I learned, and I think it applies in your case, is we make our own timelines. We don't have to follow what other people do. We make no. we are, make the decisions ourselves. So yeah. if you want to be thirty years old, thirty one, go pro. Yeah, you can go pro. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're twenty four <laughs> and you want to go back to school for the third time. You yeah. can do it. I mean, there's nothing stopping you except a commission if they won't let you go, rock, like that yeah. Rocky movie. But, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, yeah. The, it, the future seems bright. So, yeah. And I think, so. um, yeah. And uh, so I'm guessing we, we kind of touched on, on it a bit. You, you seem to be also a fan of MMA and kickboxing as well as boxing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I love uh, watching UFC and stuff. Like, anytime I can watch anything with punching, <laughs> I'm, and, like, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. And I have you to say, the. Yes? Oh, I, I never used to like watching it. I always, okay. when I was younger, I always was like, oh, I can't watch that. Like, I get, people are hurting each other. But when you learn about the sport, um, it's like, you know the science behind it, you know all this stuff, and you know the heart behind it and the term determination and all the training and everything that goes into it. You're like, oh wow, you really respect it. And it's like different. It changes your mind about it, right? I have a lot of clients too, actually, that I tell I box and they're mm -hmm. like, Oh, I can't. Why do you do that? Like you I can't ever watch that, like all mm -hmm. this stuff. And I'm like, you know, the funny thing is I could never watch it before, but when you when you research it and you learn about it, it's just a different thing. It's like just changes your mind about it. You know, it's not about hurting someone. It's like, and we all know what we're going in there for, you know, we're yeah. all there for the same thing. So, yeah. And that's something that this podcast is really trying to address that person that you were just speaking about good people, bad yeah. intentions. The yeah. yeah, like the sport, you know, punching people. I mean, hey, you're not making friends when you're when you're hitting the person, but yeah. you are making friends because it's a it's a such a beautiful community, and the people it really is yeah yeah the people like like I've said in previous podcasts. I mean, they're they're telling you, uh, you know, you weren't punching me hard enough. Maybe if you uh, put a little bit of uh, you know weight in this direction or do this uh, next time, you can you know really give me a bruise, you know. Like everybody's yeah. trying to help each other out to meet their full potential because yeah. of what they realize is that they're at their best when their opponents are at their best or their sparring yeah. partners or their training partners are at their best. And the, when the level rises of the competition, so too do you rise. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, like, and, and, and this whole podcast is all about destigmatizing, destigmatizing fighters and showing their more softer or good side because a lot of fighters, yeah, they're, if they weren't, if they weren't going on a Saturday night, uh, you know, with, with some trunks or, you know, with a tank top on or whatnot, you wouldn't know that they were fighters. No. Yeah. I had, uh someone comment actually they know me from from my salon and they're like okay. oh Rachel's so bubbly and nice like how does she like then she said she's tough in the ring and I was like yeah, yeah. I, I'll come out in the ring like you know and it's like yeah. nobody expects nobody expects it from me you know and it's just I like that though I like yeah I almost feel like that's the the game for me you know I'm like this happy bubbly person that's me that's who I am but you don't expect it when you get in the ring yeah so i i love that and and then i i finished my fight and this uh i was talking i was like around the front seats there and this older lady she's like you're so adorable you're so adorable (laughs) after my fight it was like oh thanks (laughs) i was like that's just funny because again you don't you know it is almost like don't kind of change who you are in the ring but you're so focused you kind of are almost a different person a little bit you know it's like mm-hmm. yeah yeah but uh people like i mean yeah all really good people all awesome amazing people you know and we i think with the women too and men do it too but we just love each other at the end you know there's never any harsh bad feelings it's always just love right yeah arguably the biggest fight in in modern women's boxing both both fighters at the end, Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor, hug each yeah. other. I mean, yeah. there's not really any bad blood spilt at all. I mean, yeah. yes, we're hoping for the rematch. I was talking yeah. to Ellen Connor uh, about the male 135 division with Teofimo uh, Lopez and George Campos Jr. Not too long uh, before this, and the the result at the end just contrasts. And yeah. and and Ellen was saying, well. You know, these two women that fought their heart out, they understood the struggle and yeah. how hard it was for both of them to to get to where they are. I mean, Katie Taylor, you know, won the 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 first Olympic uh, in the first Olympics that women's could box, won the gold medal. Yeah. And, you know, Amanda Serrano, she she went pro before Katie, uh, Katie Taylor. She had some success in the MMA and then in boxing. So yeah, they were both like knowing and looking at each other and, and doing that. Did you have that kind yeah. of same feeling with your opponent after the fight? Oh yeah. Like we're there was nothing but love, you know. Like I I gave her a big hug, I think twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know I us two just wanted to say like my team also, like the West Coast Wonder Woman team, like that's what I think is different too between the men and women and i do think you know men there's also men in there that do it because they've gone through stuff too and it helps them but i know on our team every single one of us has had something hard happen to us and i think that gives us the edge to do this you know like this is why we're stepping in there because we are mentally already prepared because we've been through shit you know so it's like we we got this right yeah so it's just really cool that way too because i think for men i think it's just it's such a dominant sport right so i think it's just like a lot of fun for them too but for i know for our team it's just like we've been through something we need this we need this sport you know this does this is our therapy this is you know it gets us through life and it makes us happy and so it's it's really cool that just meeting those girls who i've met so many awesome girls so many friends i have now from this too it's just like, yeah, the best thing ever. And hearing their stories and everything is so inspiring and it's so cool. And just to be part of it is just so cool. Hey, and and I'm happy that everybody uh, from the team was able to meet up and meet with each other because it seems almost like a chance encounter uh, meeting Ellen. I mean, it was literally restaurant yeah. or gym. Yeah. And some yeah. type of voice <laughs> in you was like, yeah, like, let's go to the gym instead. Yeah. I got one thing. I got one thing. When when you start ascending the ranks, 
uh, I get this idea for you. Like a little, you know how all the, the fighters nowadays, they got to have a little bit of a promo to, you know, get the buys and stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. thinking you, what you can do is say to your opponent, well, oh yeah, well, I'm going to bring you and put you in the corner and take the, take the stool from your corner and I'm going to cut your hair up <laughs> and then I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> what do you think? Awesome. What do you think? You know? Oh my God, I need to use that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, if you got some yeah, blood, because you said you like yeah. Joanna and she does the whole, you know. Oh yeah, she's, that's why I like her. She's super, like. She looks like she's doing like one of those oh, Korean or Japanese yeah. push-ups when she's about to yeah, yeah. look at and the person. Yeah, talking is just over the top. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> and but English like, isn't her first language it. either. I mean, it's Polish. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, she had to practice. She she knew that element of the game when she was champ, and I'm really hoping that she gets back to being champ. It's yeah. like weird because you got the Rose. I, I don't know if you watched the Rose versus uh, Carla Esparza too. And, yeah. You know, there's a lot of criticism that was, about that. That was boring. <laughs> yeah, and what they're saying though, everybody's saying is like maybe history is going to repeat itself again because. After yeah. the the first rose in as far as a fight, after the finale of that tough uh, season where they were yeah. trying to determine the first uh, inaugural champ for that weight division, yeah. then you had the Yuana fight, and bang, Yuana becomes yeah. uh, who she was and, and who she still is. So I'm, I'm really excited yeah. to. Yeah, one thing too that I just have to mention because yeah. it just stands out to me so much is Yuana put out a video about how. I think it was six months, six months or six weeks before she was going to quit doing um, MMA stuff, right? Like she was going to quit. It was in a video she posted and mm -hmm. then she got the call to UFC, you know, and oh, that wow. always sticks in my head. Like, again, you never know where life's going to take you, you know, you never know. And it's just like, she didn't give up. She kept going. And like no matter what people tell you like oh you're not good enough or you're too old or you're whatever like whatever as long as you i think believe in yourself even if no one else believes in you if you have it in you you know right and just like have you know hearing that it gives me hope too i'm like oh yeah i can take this somewhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and and rachel i think this is a, a really good time uh we talked about so many great things um of course, not so great at the beginning, and and the, yeah. uh, I I love the message that you that you carry, um, I love I love the the energy, the happiness, you know I loved how you trusted this audience and and everybody with uh, some very sensitive stuff, um, information, and I think, like I said, if anybody's listening, to to what. Rachel's saying and Rachel did have a do a good job of outlining some of the resources that are available that she wishes she knew at the time um what are some if, if you were to make like kind of a closing if you were to if you were to talk to yourself you know when you when you first uh or, or how should I say this if you were to talk to yourself back in the day yeah what what would you have said? Um, you know, take a leap of faith. Like you're worth something. You're not garbage. You're not dirt. You're worth something. Um, there it it will all work out. You know, if you take that leap of faith, it's scary, but it will work out. You'll figure it out. You know, and um, yeah, just have faith and just reach out to people, reach out to people. And honestly, like I, I want to use my platform just for like, I look for messages every day. Like I, for women, and I'm like, if they need help, like message me, reach out to me. Like I will tell you anything and everything you need to know to help in any way I can. Um, that's my goal of all of everything I do online. My goal, even just to help one woman, that's would make my life. That would make me so happy for the rest of my life. Thank you so much there, Rachel, for coming on. I'm really excited no to, to see that when the second fight is going to happen. Yeah. I, no, no hurry. No hurry yeah. on that one. But I'm really excited yeah. uh, to see you develop as a fighter, to continue climbing the ranks, to continue collecting the Ws. You know, you're, yeah. 
you know, you're like a you're like a bowl of uh, a bowl of alphagetti with all the W's. <laughs> only W's. Yeah. You're only yeah. collecting the W's. None of the A's, the B's, the C's. Yeah, just the W's. Just the W's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. I really <laughs> appreciate so you also uh, putting up with my my corny jokes. Oh yeah, it's, no, uh, I, I love, I love all the jokes. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the audience agrees. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like, like, uh, take care. Um, and and we'll we'll see you another time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> and I hope everybody enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Listening to Rachel's story. Um, yeah, that that was amazing. Um she had been very open and honest with us. So one thing that I hope with everybody that's listened is that we all be respectful to her and her story. And I really appreciate again, her coming on. And so as always, everybody, if you've enjoyed this podcast, say you're watching it on YouTube, if you could like comment and subscribe on YouTube, or if you're listening to it on your preferred podcasting platform, make sure to give it an, an honest review and, uh, yeah, subscribe to it on your on on your preferred platform, so that way when a new episode comes out, you won't miss it. And people, whatever time it is that you're listening to this, maybe you're driving to work, maybe you're um, taking a nice bath. I don't know why you're doing. That. No, I wish I was taking a bath right now. Uh, if wh whatever time you're listening to this, I hope you're having a good day. If not, I hope this podcast has given you something to think about. And I look forward to seeing everybody the next time. Take care.